listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and this is Nonstop Mom podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week. I'm really appreciating everyone that's getting in touch with me and responding. Uh, We had such a wonderful um, turnout for listening on uh, the last one I just did, Overcoming Fear of Attacks. I'm sorry, Overcoming Fear and Attacks from Miscarriages. Uh, If that is something you didn't know that I spoke on, um, I also have a special guest on there with me, and it is a faith builder. So I encourage you if you know someone or if it's something you've battled and you're new to this uh, podcast, Nonstop Mom podcast, I highly recommend you going back to listen because I'm telling you right now, the Lord wants you to have a baby. He wants you to become a mom. Don't get discouraged. Don't have fear. Press in, move forward with what God has promised you in his word. That's to be fruitful and multiply. And he is going to give you a baby. So if you have not heard that podcast, uh, you can search it uh, under uh, Spotify or Apple or Anchor. Uh, You can find me in any of those, including um, Google Play, and just um, look for how to overcome fear and attacks of miscarriages. And I really encourage you to listen to that or share that with somebody who is going through it or has battled and maybe they've given up uh, trying to have a baby. But this is a powerful testimony uh, from a friend of mine. She works for our ministry and it will move you, and it will set your faith in new levels. All right, so if you want to go ahead and share this podcast, uh, also uh, share it on social media that you've listened to it, uh, that you, um, your thoughts about it, I want to hear from you. So you can find me on Instagram for Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Uh, On Facebook, it's Nonstop Mom. There's also a private group on there. Uh, I'm going to be doing a live uh, Facebook Live soon coming up, so I don't want you to miss it. Jump on there, be a part of that. I'll be doing giveaways and fun things like that for ladies. Uh, so I really want you to be a part of that. So find me on Facebook on Nonstop Mom, and on Instagram it's under my name, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so we're going to get into confession, uh, a really awesome uh, story that just happened with my daughters. Uh, brought me to come across this topic that I wanted to speak with you, and I'll tell you about it here in just a few minutes. But we're going to be talking about confession. It is everything in our walk as a believer. Confessing the word, it brings faith to us. So um, we're just going to start with, uh, let's see, I have, going to start reading with uh, Mark 11, and we'll start with uh, 20, sorry. I have a lot of verses here that I'll be doing tonight, and this is just one that I didn't turn to at the beginning. So, if you're using your Bible now, go with me. All right, here we go. Mark 11, 22. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. It's saying right there, have the God kind of faith. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, move, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But, but 
You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt. You know, it says in James that an a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he will receive nothing from the Lord. So we have to make sure that we have no doubt in our heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. So there's an action that we have to take. We can have anything that we pray for, but we have to pray in faith, confess in faith. It's an action there. Confessing in faith, faith is an action word. Believing and speaking is what it's talking about right there. And it says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. You can have all. You can have all that you're confessing for. You know, a lot of us that are listening are moms. And if you're not, more than likely you're married. And if you're not, you're going to be married, uh, you know, one day when you find Mr. Right. But we have a tendency as women, as emotional beings to begin with, to gab a lot. So, you know, when we get with our girlfriends, we have a ten. I mean, I'm not saying you, but I'm sure you know somebody. But, you know, there's a tendency there to bash our husbands, uh, our children, our life, complain. We're not. We're not confessing anything. We're just go straight to, I'm exhausted. My house is a mess. You know, my kids are never going to have the right attitude. My kids act like brats all the time. Uh, my husband, you know, he's always on social media. He ignores me all the time. You know, when we get with our girlfriends, we have to be careful what we say. We don't have to say everything that comes to our mind. You know, our kids, if, if, if you have older kids and you're listening to this and they're not saved, you know, they're never going to get saved. I don't know how they would get saved with the type of people they're hanging out with. But we have to be praying and confessing the word over their life. You know, if there's an issue with your husband in your marriage, you need to go to the word and find it and say, Lord, is there something I need to be doing and, and speaking and saying, right, that I haven't been doing. You know, if you answer somebody <laughs> with the word of God or with a kind word, it completely changes the atmosphere. You be the bigger person and it changes the atmosphere. Um, and so with confessing, uh, I like 2 Corinthians 4.13 I'm going to go there really, really quick. 2 Corinthians 4.13. I'm going there in my Bible. Okay. I am not the singer in the family, as you can tell. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. So where do you believe? You believe in your heart. If you don't believe in your family, in your husband, in believing for a miracle in your life, maybe believing for healing for your kids, healing for yourself, if you don't believe it in your heart first, you're not going to be speaking the right things. If you don't believe the right things, 
the word has to speak to you before you can speak the word. You have to go to the word. You have to have to go to the word when there's an issue in order to speak. So I'm going to say that again. If you don't believe the right things, the word of God has to speak to you before you can speak the word. So if there's something you don't believe correctly in your heart, or understand from the word of God, one of the worst things you can do is go to a girlfriend, someone who's not on the same faith level as you, and talk about it. Because they are going to, they're all, they're just going to agree with your situation. Misery loves company. That's where that saying comes from. Misery loves company. So if you get with somebody and you are bashing your husband, bashing your kids, not seeing what you what you want in your family, you know, you have to check and see like what am I confessing? What am I speaking over the life of my husband? What am I speaking over the life of myself? What am I speaking over the life of my kids? You can speak your way out of a tragic situation. You can confess yourself out of tragedy, out of sickness, out of depression, out of fear, out of anxiety. So I like that. 2 Corinthians 4.13, like I said, if you don't believe the right things, the word has to speak to you. Once the word speaks to you, you'll be able to confess things properly. So your believing has to be right before your confession can be right. Your believing, it has to be changed before you can confess certain things. You need a financial miracle. Don't sow a large seed at church and believe for a big harvest and then turn around and speak against it. Well, I don't know why I did that. Oh, I'm never going to see the Lord bless me on that. Oh, I just don't understand what's going on with, with the, with this world and the system. Oh, I'm just, I don't know about my retirement when I'm older. I, I mean, you're, you're completely killing that seed. You are killing the seed by what you're confessing after you gave by faith. So when you say something by faith and you speak the word of God, keep that up. Keep that up. Don't destroy what you believe in what you want to see happen by what you say and your confession. God moves only in line with his word. So you want to see God move in your life, in your family, over your husband, over your kids, over yourself. You have to speak the word. The, in Psalms, it says that he has magnified his word above his name. So God moves only in line with his word. If you're speaking the wrong things and you're constantly, every day, everything you do is a major chore, you're exhausted, you're exasperated, you're overwhelmed, you know, you have to speak the word. And when you speak it, it is. Uh, It comes out of your mouth and right into your ears. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you can build up your own faith by speaking the word of God out of your mouth into your ears and be increased to new levels. So faith can... Uh, faith's confession creates a reality. I was just thinking that when I wanted to tell you this story uh, about my girls at the beginning of this year in 2019. uh, So that sentence just like really came to me that faith's confession 
creates a reality. And so at the beginning of the year on January 1st, 2019, I said, you know what? My, my girls are getting older. Uh, one of them just turned nine and the other one's five. And we've already taught them about tithes and offering. So my nine-year-old, she can understand how to do the 10%. She's in fourth grade. So anytime she gets money, she's on it. My five-year-old, you know, we're just now learning math. And so we help her with that. She gets money. We explain to her about the tithe. We explain to her about the offering. So anytime somebody hands her money, you know, we just... Give her a reminder. Remember, we're going to do our tithes and our offerings. We explain that the tithe keeps us out from under the curse and um, the offering brings in the abundance. Uh, You know, the tithe is a requirement of us and the offering is what brings in the overflow. So in the January 1st, in the beginning of this year in 2019, I had my girls come to me and I said, listen, we're going to start... using our confession and it's going to build our faith and I'm going to show you how God's going to work in your life that way. So I told the girls to pray about an amount that they wanted to give to the Lord as purely an offering, no ties included, just an offering. I said, we're going to write it down on a piece of paper and that's what we're going to believe for. When it comes in, you give it and then we'll start over again. So they came back to me later that day. You know, I told them, I said, listen, pray about it. What does the Holy Spirit, you have to teach your kids at a very young age, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, how to hear from him. You know, we are so busy every day. There's music, there's kids YouTube, there's Netflix, there's school, there's TV shows and movies and playing outside. There's mom and dad's voice. There's friends over. You know, everyone listening to this can understand you know, if you're a mom, but also, you know, if you're not a mom, you have busy days too between work and everything else. But you understand that so many noises are coming at our children. They're coming at them. And we have to make sure that with all of that commotion, they still can hear from the voice of the Lord. So I told them, I said, you know, listen, tell me the amount when you get it. So Madeline came back to me later that day and she said, I'd, I'd like to give $100. And I said, okay, that's wonderful. We're going to write that down. And then when money comes into you, you know, I didn't ask her to give everything every time somebody gave her money. This is what I said. I said, we're going to write $100 down on a piece of paper. And then when people give you money, you take out your tithe and, you know, your offering and keep some for yourself and then the rest what you feel like you want to add to this hundred dollars will minus it from the hundred dollars and then you can kind of see where you're at on that and then Brooklyn my five-year-old came to me and said she wanted to do twenty dollars so I was so thrilled that they went asked the Lord for this and and then I told them to conf- you know confess what they wanted you what you have to do is you have to say things that make you uncomfortable. That builds your faith. You know, there's times where my husband and I didn't have, uh, you know, $10,000 to give in an offering. But man, our heart was ready for it. We wanted to give it so bad. Uh, you know, we had that faith for it and we would confess it. Lord, 
As soon as we get $10,000, as soon as we get it, Lord, we're going to give it. Lord, bring us $10,000. We want to sow it as a seed. And we would confess it all the time and stand on the word of God. And as soon as it would come in, we would give it right away. So the same for my kids. I wanted them to see, confess. They had to use their faith. They had to say, listen, right now I have no money. Uh, my parents do not pay me for chores. Uh, like who's going to give me money? You know what I mean? So this was a good eye opener for them on confession and believing the word of God and standing in faith. Well, um, we were in Kentucky at the beginning of the year and this minister comes to me at the end of the meeting and says, is it all right if I give your daughter some cash? And I was like, sure. So he goes over to them and hands them both a $20 bill and their eyes lit up and they knew. And Madeline said, mom, I can put this towards my hundred dollars. So she took out the tithe, took some for herself, and then we subtracted it from the hundred. And Brooklyn got her entire amount, but once she took out tithe, she still needed a little bit more. So she was excited that she, you know, (laughs) prayed, got the amount she wanted all within the first two weeks of the month. So here we are. We come home and... Maddie's still believing, you know, she put down the amount that she was uh, subtracting from the $100 and she would pray for it to come in and say, you know, yes, as soon as I get it, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it. So she, um, let's see, what was it? Just last week. So she, last week we were in North Carolina and out of nowhere, people were giving her money. And so she just had... Um, a little bit less than her $100. And then we came home and she had three birthday cards waiting for her because her birthday uh, was while we were gone in North Carolina. And when she opened the birthday cards, cash fell out of them and a check. And she was so excited and beyond herself. Now listen, you have a nine-year-old who just had a birthday and what do you do when you just have a birthday and you're getting cash you want to go shopping and spend it on yourself but she knew that she made this vow when she didn't have anything to show for it but her faith saying lord this is my heart i want to give this money and when it comes in i'm going to give it to you well she ended up setting aside tithe she okay so i've even taught my kids that even when you get um, gift cards, it's just like cash. So even when they get gift cards, I've taught them to add the total with gift cards, cash, and check, and that's going to be the amount that you tithe on. That's how I've always done it, and that's just how we do it because any money, to me, it doesn't matter in what form, is money, and we're responsible to provide tithes and offering to the Lord with it. So she had a a Target gift card and a few other things. Well, she set aside her tithe. And even though she's giving $100, she said, "Uh, Mom, my my tithe is $13 and I want to give $15. So she set aside her $15. She took some of her birthday money, got her $100 total to give in the offering at church, 
and still had like $85 left over to spend. And you know, she didn't do it. She did it with pure joy. She didn't say, oh, mom, you know, can I just, can I just, you know, save later? You know, (laughs) adults do that. They say, Lord, I'm going to give this amount. And then they get this large amount that's come in that they've promised to give to the Lord. And they've decided to change their mind and they take a little part of it. And they're like, well, next month, you know, when I get another check in or something like that, I'll, I'll just keep saving and I can use this amount right now. But no, the best thing to do is give it right away because it's seed in the ground that's going to come back to you faster. So it's like, think of it this way. So when you are sewing and you sew on a regular basis think about how you have more seed out there so the harvest is going to come back faster if you're just doing it one time a month i'm just going to give one time a month you know you got one little one seed out there and then here comes the harvest and that you know so it's good to get out there and know to have like a a a daily giving you know always be giving uh daily and um and then you'll have a lot of harvest coming back rapidly at all times. So it was really um, wonderful that Madeline didn't say, oh, mom, you know, this is my birthday money. I, I, there's some things I want that, you know, I need a little bit more than $85 for. No, her first priority was making sure she got that $100. So without the help of mom and without the help of dad, I didn't give her one cent. Her dad didn't give her one cent. She doesn't get paid for chores or anything like that. She got money within the first month of the year. My nine-year-old and my five-year-old confessed and believed in their heart that the Lord was going to come through for them. And so this Sunday, when we just got back in town from a meeting, so this Sunday when we go to church, Maddie's got her $100 offering, and Brooklyn has her $20 offering, and it all came in before the month of January was over. It all came in. That's in one month. You know, so I'm so excited that in February, Madeline and Brooklyn are going to start again. They're going to say an amount they want they want to give to the Lord. And I believe that it's going to happen before the end of February for them. Just that happening built my faith up again. And I believe all this stuff. But watching my children get blessed, knowing that they're going to remember this, remember hearing from God and remember confessing and walking by faith at a young age that it can only go up from here. Your faith never stops. There's no caps on faith. You are ever increasing until the Lord, um, until you go home with the Lord. It's ever increasing. So I'm so excited that the Lord did that for them because it goes to show them that without, without the help of mom and dad, Jesus came through to them. And so your faith can only grow with confession. So we have to confess the word, believe in our heart, and and realize that it's going to happen for us. You know, it says over in Proverbs 18.21, a lot of us, uh, you know, know that and we've heard it a lot uh, if you've been in church most of your life. And it says this, 1821, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat its fruit. What do you want? When you confess something and you're believing for something, whether it be a healing, a financial breakthrough, a good marriage, uh, 
kids that aren't chaotic. Like, what are you believing for? Because what you say and what you confess either kills the situation or brings life to it. So if you have a disease in your body or you have, you know, I don't, anything, I'm so big on this. Uh, anyone who knows me or has listened to me uh, speak on Facebook Lives with my husband, uh, which we do Monday through Fridays uh, at 10 a.m. But um, I'm so big on destroying even the small thing. So like to me, a cold, uh, a rash, you know, anything small like that, a cough, sore throat, ear infection, to me, it offends my faith. You have to get bold enough in the spirit to say enough is enough. This is not happening to my body. I'm in charge of my body. This isn't happening over my kids. I have authority over my kids until they get older and they understand walking in their own authority. I'm going to walk in it for them. So you have to um, speak these things. Death and life. Kill it. You can say things that that make things die and it's okay. You know, we always say death and life. Ooh, don't, don't say certain things because it's going to happen to you. But there's sometimes where you need to speak death, speak death to disease, speak death to fear and anxiety, speak death to having a bad marriage and divorce on the verge of divorce, speak death to those things and speak life, speak life with the word of God. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your husband and your marriage. Make a change with your confession that works. And so just remember as you go on with the weekend and with next week, change your confession, speak the word, and believe correctly in your heart. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, if you don't believe the right things, the word has to speak to you before you can speak the word. And the only way you can do that is if you get in the word. You can't just go to church Sunday morning and everything be okay for the rest of the week. There has to be a time that we set aside before we go into work, before if you're a stay-at-home mom, before we start our day with the kids. You know, there has to be time set apart because if we are um, not filling our spirit man up and when we get squeezed with life and squeezed with the situation, what's going to come out? Are we going to be patient about something? Are we going to um, be aggravated? Is it going to cause us to speak doubt and unbelief where then we have to ask for forgiveness? Or is, it, or, or is our spirit man going to be filled up where our reactions can be different, where we can walk in love constantly, where we have the mind of Christ, where we have self-control, where we walk in peace and joy? So I encourage you at the end of this podcast here to get in the word. You know, when I first got married to my husband, who's a minister, it's like I kind of almost uh, rode on his tailcoats or I don't even know tailcoats. I don't even know what that is. Is that a word? I don't know. But anyway, rode on on, you know, him being a minister. But it's not it, it didn't it didn't work like that. There came a time where it was like, Carolyn, you've got to get this for yourself. You've got to get in the word. You've got to read. You've got to ask for wisdom and revelation on scripture. You've got to see this for yourself in order to take it for yourself. 
So I really pray that this has encouraged you to speak differently. I really encourage you to try things like that with your children. Let them see God move in their life. It's wonderful when you see God move in other people's life. It's wonderful. Don't you get excited when you guys are at church and you guys see somebody getting healed or blessed? Doesn't it move you? But it's something else when God moves in your life, it, I mean, it's a different feeling when it becomes real. So teach, if you have children, teach them these things. Show them the word of God. Have them use their confession and their faith so they can see Jesus is real for them. And that is a game changer. Thanks again so much for listening this week. I love you all so much. I want to hear more topics. A lot of you write in, but continue to send them to me on Instagram, or um, you can go to Facebook to Nonstop Mom, or you can even go to my website. I have a website. It's nonstopmom.net. And on my website, uh, I also put them on Facebook too, but on my website, I put out blogs just about every week. Uh, it's Sometimes I get a little bit on the busy side, but I, as much as I can, I try to put them out once a week and uh, be faithful with that. So I'm getting ready to put one out here on the power of saying no. Uh, it's just a blog I'm writing on, you know, us moms, uh, and wives, we take on too much, and it's stuff we should have said no about. We try to juggle everything between church volunteer positions to carpooling to sports activities to kids to homeschool, or if you're not homeschooled, to you know, parent, student, teacher, room moms. I don't know, there are such long names for them, but in all reality, and then we get caught up in being overwhelming, overwhelmed, and stressed. And we got to go to bed early and we feel overtired. But all we had to do was say no. So that's a new blog that I'm getting ready to put out. So check that out on nonstopmom.net. Again, thank you so much. And I love you guys. And I'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.